Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Outtakes. I'm Lori Baker. Today's guest is Andrew Massé. Andrew is known for his role as Larry Welch on Days of Our Lives, the character soap fans loved to hate when he kept super couple Bo and Hope apart at their height of their popularity in the 1980s. Larry was put in prison for various crimes, escaped from jail, and wreaked havoc for Bo and Hope once more in 2002 and 2003, and then we ultimately saw the character die on screen after a car accident. However, on June 8th, in a special Days of Our Lives episode centering around the character of Hope Brady, we will see Andrew return to the soap in a special appearance as Larry Welch as part of a dream sequence. Here is Andrew talking about the subcuffing episode and more. What can I what can I tell you? What do you need to know? <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, uh, okay, first of all, it's very exciting that on June 8th, Wednesday, uh, Days of Our Lives will be doing a special episode about the character of Hope Brady, and a lot of people are coming back from her past in sort of a dream sequence, Stefano DeMiro, Bo Brady, and yours truly, you, Larry Welch. Um, How surprised were you when you got the call that they wanted Larry Welch on Days? Out of the blue, totally out of the blue. It's like I said in that interview on a soap opera digest. I mean, my manager called me up and said, guess, who, guess what's happening? And I said, I have no other clue. I was thinking like maybe, you know, some Y&R or General Hospital or something like that. He goes, no, Dave's called. And I said, you really? <laughs> <laughs> Especially the way they had had Larry die because we saw him, you know, cursing out Hope, dying in the de- on the hospital bed and saw you know, uh, the the life support go out and everything. Of course, that means nothing in the soaps anyway. But <laughs> uh, the one the one thing that people didn't see, I, I guess, but it was I did it on purpose, was I moved my little finger. It was on, it was outside of the uh, of the gurney, and uh, Steve Wyman, who was directing that episode, is no longer with the show. He was he was exec for a while, for a long time. He was directing that particular show, which I love because he came on. Days when I, uh, as a director, when I was already on, and we just got along famously. I mean, he, I liked the way he directed. He liked the way I acted. So, you know, it was a bond. And uh, so I had, I said, Steve, I'm going to do this little thing with my right hand. And he goes, okay, I'll cover it. And so at, uh, at the end of, this, of the shot, you just see my hand, you know, sort of like un- underneath the bed sheet, which is hanging out. And my little finger, after everything was said and done, moved back and forth. <laughs> And Steve so, laughed. He said, "I said, did you get it?" He goes, "Absolutely, I got it." So, and and people have seen oh, it. Uh, uh, so, so it worked out fine. 
So there you go. If there, there you have it right there. If they want to bring Larry Welch, they can just bring that episode back, that little piece with a finger and a flashback. And That's then, it. That's know, why I did it. Because has brought you back to life or whatever happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I saw Teo get you know die four times. I mean, one time exactly. he, you know, they they blew him up one time. You know, he was like in pieces. <laughs> and so I said, okay. So I said to myself, no, it's not going to happen to Larry. You know, because Kenny made Kenny made me a promise. He, he said, Landry says, you know, whatever happens, I, I will tell you this, we'll never kill you off. Well, he did not know that, you know, uh, the new head writer uh, was going to, or whoever it was, decided to kill me off. So I guess he had to go that way. But then, so I said, well, you know what? I'll make his promise come true. So I just did the little finger thing down there, and that way uh, everybody was cool. You know? Yeah. Worked out fine. <clears throat> Well, I think it's very likely. It's the little finger move. There, you've got it. You've got you've got uh, your your, no. <laughs> your little your little in there. Um, the so fig, the fickle finger. You used to call it the fickle finger of fate. Uh, the fickle finger of fate, exactly. <laughs> so, how was it uh, working on the day set again with uh, Christian Alfonso and Peter Reckle and all that? Pure heaven. You know, I I did it for so you know for so long and so often because. We had a great storyline, the three of us, you know, and so they used us a lot back then and then the, when I came back the second time. So we worked together a lot. So we all, we, it's like we all, it's like we're brothers and sisters. We know what we're going to say. We know what we're going to do. We know, you know, how they react. And so it makes working with those people like Christian and, and Peter, and especially Christian because I did a lot. Peter, I mostly fought, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but Christian, you know, we did, we had a lot of scenes together and. And like I said in the other one, it was just there was a bond there, and it just it feels very, very, very natural and comfortable, you know. Well, I think it's can, wonderful that I, you can see it, you know, in the social media. You know, the Christian has said several times how much she's enjoyed working. She enjoyed working with you, and you're always saying how much you enjoy work with her. So, you know, it's great that you know. When did Larry, Hope and Larry start up in like 1982 or something like that? And all exactly. of the time, you guys still, you know, rave about. How 80, much I think it was 81. To be honest with you, uh, yeah. That's when because you, know, you know we started. I think she was like 17 years old when we first started. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a kid, and uh, but she was just a natural. She was just she's just a natural actress. She's just she has that thing that uh, you know the it thing um uh, as a, as an as an actress and a you know as a talent and a and the looks she's uh she was just she was easy to work with and easy to watch <laughs> <laughs> well, easy, she know, was I easy think... on the eyes as my dad used to say oh yeah she still is i think she's just one of the most beautiful women in the world um yeah but she backs it up with fight with feisty and fire which is what i like about her oh yeah oh of course uh, yes well yeah, that's what made hope you know loved for you know all this time i think one of the most uh infamous and remembered and flashbacked episodes from days of our lives ever uh was the famous you know wedding with larry lifting up the veil, thinking Hope would be there, and it turns out to be Howie Hofstetter. And then we see Bo whisking Hope away from the church on the motorcycle. I mean, it was just fun to film that because the fans still, to this day, we're still seeing flashbacks of it. Oh, and it's funny because that's, I mean, of all the scenes that we did together, and there was a bunch of them, that one is is the one that remains the most talked about between us. I mean, what's not to love? It was hysterical. You know, I mean, there was Howie with a cigar in his mouth, 
you know, underneath the veil. I was about ready to kiss her, and I went, holy moly, look at this. And then when I punched him and he fell on the ground, his skirt went up, and he was wearing boxer shorts with little hearts on them, <laughs> which the camera did not, did not get, I don't think. But I I burst out laughing. I, I, they had to cut the scene. I mean, you know, and we do it because I I saw I just started laughing so hard, and uh, and he was a wonderful guy. He was so funny to work with. I think he's passed on since now, which is sad because yeah, he's, he was yeah, he was I a great character did. actor. He was. Uh, yeah, but, that episode had everything. It had you know the high drama of hope of being upset, and then it just turned into comedy and romance. And just to me, it was like one of the perfect soap opera episodes because it just had everything. You know. Yeah, and it's uh, funny because I mean, I mean, the, the the fans were going crazy. You know, they did not want her to marry me on under any circumstances. You know, I mean, I was the guy that they just absolutely detested. You know, they loved me, but they hated me at the same time. Well, you know, what's interesting with the character of Larry is, you know, in the early years, uh, you know, when when he was first on us, the, the DA and going after Roman Brady and all that, you saw right. sort of a romance that he had with Gwen Davies, and you found out more about the guy, who he really was, sort of a human being. And then as time went on, he started to become much more villainous and darker, you know, with uh, uh, poisoning Gwen and killing Megan Demira and stuff. And so he sort of turned from, you know, uh, sort of, he he just turned more into a bad guy, and then of course when you returned in two thousand two with Larry, he was a he was totally off, off the wall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. I I, I I call that my Joker episode, you know, where uh-huh. he was just nuts. <laughs> I mean, he was he's trying to scare Hope to death, you know, and uh, it was just it was crazy. Um, but it was he was a, the thing I liked about Larry was, like you said. He was a, you know, he was a fractured guy, you know. Uh huh. He was mis uh, misguided early on. Uh, there was a scene there where they talk about my first wife. Nobody ever talks about that. Where comes home one day and she's gone uh, because he was, you know, he had just f- uh, f- finished, I guess, uh, just passed the law uh, exam because uh, he was a cop before that or something like that, and he was uh, living on about you know a small apartment, and his first wife was. You know, not happy and all that kind of stuff. And one day, when he finally passed the bar exam, and he was going to be a lawyer, and he comes home and she's gone with a letter saying, "You know, goodbye. I hate you. Whatever." And so that that kind of destroyed him right then and there. It took his his faith away. And then from then on, he was uh, just got progressively worse. You know. So yeah, it, and I remember it, uh, those scenes where it was showing oh, you do? Was Good. Be, but, well, I mean, you know, what's funny is, you know, in the age of the Internet, again, you know, all these old episodes from there have ended up on YouTube and different places, so you could see some of that early Larry Welch stuff, and I had seen it again a few years ago. I was like, there was more of a story there. There was more that they that, that was gonna that could have come out with Larry. I think they were hinting at, and then they went a different direction. Yeah, they did well because you know they saw they saw a triangle. You know they saw Hope, Bo, and Larry, and yeah. uh, you know somebody has somebody has to be the bad guy, and it's not going to be Bo. You know, so uh, guess who? It's Larry, which is fine yeah. with me because I mean that's how it works. You know, uh, some some are heroes and, and some are not. But and you, in my you, case, you were great uh, both I actually, ways, but you were really great as a villain. I mean, people did love to hate Larry. <laughs> oh, they point. did. I I got chased around more malls and and. Uh, Oh food stores no! Like, Do you have any crazy fan stories? Were there any crazy? Oh, fans absolutely! Or? I was in I was in Gelson's one time on Laurel and uh and and uh, Ventura Ventura yeah Ventura no Laurel and what was that Riverside I guess it was 
again, it was Gilson's Market, but right in the, just down this block from my house. And okay. uh, it was during the, the you know the you know, the height of Larry and Bo. I mean uh, Larry and and Hope. And I'm walking down an aisle, and this I'm serious, serious, a little old lady. She had to be in her, I guess then her seventies or whatever it was. And she turned around, and you know, I and I know the look. You know, I know I I recognize the look when they go and they look at you and they go, "Oh my God, there he is," you know. And so I turned and I said hi, and she took her handbag and she started swinging it at me. Oh no! Yeah, I said, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" She goes, "I hate you! I hate you! You leave Hope alone!" And she started swinging, chasing me down the aisle. And so I, I finally, I, 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 I grabbed her handbag. I said, "Lady, that's not me. That's I'm an actor." She goes, "I don't care. You're here, and leave her alone." Oh <laughs> and then no! Another, oh, she was very. Oh, at the end of the day, she was okay. But uh, uh-huh. I got, I got a letter from a guy who was. Uh, in in solitary confinement for murder uh, in a state state penitentiary in Virginia, and he was going to kill me. Oh uh, no! Yeah, the producers got a hold of it and they kept it from me because they didn't know how to deal with it. Then um, the rumors got around that there was a that there was this letter. So I went up to Ken Corday and Al Rabin. I said, Hey man, what's the story about this letter? And their faces went white. And they said, Well, they showed me the letter and this guy who was literally in for murder was going to dismember me and cut me up and kill me and because of my things with hope and yada, yada and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and Kenny, to, you know, to his credit, goes, look, Andrew, if you want, I think we should get you some, you know, some kind of a body, some protection, you know, some bodyguard. And I said, Kenny, this guy's in, a, in solitary confinement in a state pen in Virginia. You know, there's no way he's going to hurt me, you know what I'm saying, unless they let him out, which I don't think is going to happen. So he kind of goes, yeah, okay, all right. So... Um, and then that turned out okay because I wrote him a letter. They wrote him, the DA. They got a hold of the DA in Virginia and said, so look, tell this guy he's an actor. He's married, got three kids. You know, he's just making, he's just doing a job. That's it. I got another letter from this guy. By the way, his, pen, his penmanship was incredible. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I just I was taken away. But, that, but that, by the way, I heard your car got stolen. I've got three of them. If you want one, I'll give it to you. It was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! So that's that's well, the second know, story. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And it, then well, there was it's one. It's a compliment to you. It's a compliment. It, it, it's scary that these people can't tell the difference between you know the character and the actor. But it is a compliment to you that you did your job so well that you're bringing out such passion in people. You know. Okay. And here's the last one. And this is the, this one was the scariest of them all because it almost involved somebody's life. I was I, I I also play music and write write songs. I mean, this guy I write with, uh, Bruce Bermudis. He and I were going to go pick up some uh, some uh, some equipment like uh, speakers and a couple of guitars at this garage in the valley that was uh, this guy was storing for him. Okay, and he said, Andrew, can you come along and give me a hand? I said, Sure, no problem. So we drive down the Van Nuys somewhere, middle of the day, middle of the week. And uh, we walk in the garage, and we're messing around the garage, and the guy's there, and we're picking up. I said, I, I said, you know, can I can I use your restroom? He goes, Yeah, just go through the through the you know here, this door here, the kitchen, go through the living room. Oh, by the way, my mom is there, and she just had brain surgery, so try not to scare her or anything like that. Don't you know? Don't startle her. I said, Okay. So I walk through the kitchen. I'm walking into the living room, and there's this woman standing in the middle of the living room, smoking a cigarette with a bandage around her head, looking at the TV. And on the TV is me and Hope. 
she was watching days mm-hmm. at that particular moment. Now, she turns around and looks at me and then looks back at the TV and then looks back at me and almost has a heart attack. She doesn't know that Larry Welch is in her, in her living room. Uh-huh. She, she had no idea. I mean, they didn't know I was on a show. She did, I'd never met her before. She's looking at the TV, watching a scene, and there's all of a sudden the same guy standing next to her. Yeah. Oh, and she wow. almost, and I, I thought to my oh, my God, I'm going to kill her. She's going to have an embolism. Oh, no. She's going to die. She turned ashen, absolutely white. I said, oh, I'm sorry to bother you, ma'am. Um, it's really weird that I'm on TV right now, but can I use your restroom? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, and she, with a shaking finger, points to the other part of the room where there's a door. I said, thank you very much. So I went in there, and, I, and when I came back out, she was still sitting there, ashen, smoking another cigarette. And I said, thank you very much. And I walked out the door into the garage. I said, I said to my friend Bruce, come on, Bruce, let's get out of here. I think I, I might have hurt somebody. And she goes, what do you mean? Never mind, let's go. So we packed up the gear and left. But that was the closest. Oh. I, I felt I, I might have. She might, I thought she was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, man, that's amazing. Well, can you imagine um, the timing? The timing of that, of, of watching a show, and then there's the actor who's on the show, right. and there he is standing there, while trying to use your bathroom. Oh, it was God. very bizarre. It was. That is just freaky. Uh, so you know, when you think about all the you know stuff that you did as Larry Welch, uh, do you have like a personal favorite storyline that you really enjoyed the most? You know, there was so, that's going to sound like a cop-out, but there was just, I had so much fun doing all of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There was, I mean, I loved working with, uh, with Gwen, with Anne-Marie. She was just, she was a crazy Canadian. I mean, beautiful woman, very talented, you know, great mm-hmm. actress. And then working with her and Christian at the same time, it was like, I was, it was kind of like I was living a double life. You know, because I was yeah. wooing one, wooing one, and really in love with the other, right? And uh, and so it, it was, it, it was, you know, yin and yang going back and forth, and so that was, I loved that storyline, you know, between the two of us, and then I loved the storyline where, uh, where when Bo literally leaves Hope, and she spends all her time with me, and we're talking about getting married, and we go to the desert, and, and we're just having, you know, we're just, you know, taking rides, and, and that was a lot of fun because she was just so full of joy. And then, um, uh, what else? I mean, there's just there's just so many storylines. There was the one where uh, I was a politician running for office, you know, giving speeches and you know, and acting like a fool. And uh, yeah, it was it was just it was just cool. It was it was just really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it was exciting to see you. Uh, the day's 50th anniversary. They did the big book tours all around the country, and you were at the Atlanta signing in the Pigeon Forge, Tennessee signing, and Pigeon Forge in particular made the news because of all the fans that showed up there trying to get in the door, and, you know, they had to literally turn people away because they just didn't have the capacity for everybody. What was the experience for you being at these book signings? I was flabbergasted. I mean, I drove all the way from Atlanta because I'd done the book signing the night before here here in uh, wherever it was in Woodstock. And uh, so I got in my car the following morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, because it was about a four-hour drive, four or five. So And I had to be there by 9. So I'm driving, 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 driving. And I get to Pigeon Forge. I've never been to Pigeon Forge before in my life. And it looks like, it looks like really, it looks like, uh, you know, like a cross between uh, Disneyland and, 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 you know, and Dollywood. 
Um, there's all kinds of weird, you know, stuff going on everywhere. And I drive up, and, and we're doing it at the Titanic ex- exhibition, which is literally a building built like the Titanic, sinking. And there was a line of people. It must have been, I don't know, thousands. I mean, literally five thousand people. I'm guessing. I heard numbers between three and five thousand. Someone even said there were seven thousand people standing in line at nine o'clock in the morning. And I heard that they had been there since like four, some the day before. And so then I parked my car and I went inside and I saw everybody and yada yada. We had all that fun. And then we went outside and sat at the table. These people, it was the, for the first time I got to see the fans that watched the show. I mean, really, the fans. And they were from all walks of life. Um, you know, some had more sad stories than a soap could ever muster, you know, that they talked to you about. You know, brain surgery, you know, limb surgery, you know, lost my mother, found my father, all that kind of stuff. And we were signing books as fast as we could. But I was just so appreciative and so in awe of the amount of people that had come to, you know, to see us and take pictures of uh, with us and sign books. And you know, they spent a lot of time and money and effort. I mean, it was really uncomfortable. There's no place for them to sit. Yeah. You know, so they had to, they stood for eight ten hours. I, I, it was amazing. I, I I truly admire the fans of days. I really do. I I my, my kudos to all of them. They're they're just wonderful people. And it's a great sign that you know you're always hearing how the soap operas are not doing as well anymore, and you know so many of them have been canceled and off the air. But it's nice to know the days of our lives have still managed to, you know, inspire that kind of devotion from fans that they would go to that extent, you know. So it's it's kind of a, a good sign. That, that they, they kept saying, I've seen this thing from day one. I was there the first night days came on. And uh-huh. then when my, chil- my children were born, I, they've been watching it too. And then the guy, there's, a, there's a kid about 17. Yeah, I've been watching it for 17 years. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was amazing. It was just amazing. It was. Well, um, and I was people. fortunate to uh, I was fortunate to meet you at the uh, Days 50th Anniversary Gala, and uh, mm-hmm. it was like everybody who had ever been on Days was there in one place, and you mm-hmm. were there. How was that experience for you? Oh, it was just great. I mean, I, I've, in a way, I, I, I miss that kind of stuff because that's where we actually touch everybody. You know, um, first of all, I get to see all the people that I, you know that I like to work with. Both in front of the camera and behind the camera, so you know they're all, I consider them family and friends. I really do, and there are a lot of new faces too. But you know they're on days, so they're family. And then to look at all the at the at the fans who are out there and taking pictures and asking questions and all that. It was just you know, uh, I guess it's you know, it's somewhat ego fulfilling because it's nice to be liked, you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's just it's fun. It's a fun job. It's nice. It's fun to do, and so it's it's kind of a dream job, you know. It, it's be able to do in life what you love to do, what you try to do, but you know, better every day, and to have people appreciate it. I mean, come on, what more can you ask for in life? Sure. And you live in you know? Georgia now. What made you decide to move to Georgia? Well, that was uh, right after the '94 earthquake, and uh, we had little kids. My wife was not happy. Um, and I was sort of burnt out, and I wasn't on days anymore, and I was doing a lot of episodic stuff, but um, 
I, I just I, I got to, you know is this all there is and I th- I'm, the, the earthquake was kind of devastating to everybody and my wife was spooked and so I got a straight job some guy from you know from corporation wanted me to go over there to Atlanta and and head up a, a division because I had this other life that you know I was a, a corporate guy for years uh, when I wasn't working on on shows and uh, I said what the hell you know let's t- take a shot. So I, you know, sold the house, wrapped up the family, you know, up the family, moved all the way out here, and six months later went, "Oops, I shouldn't have done this." But uh, it was too late to go back, so we just—I kept going back to L.A. to, you know, to try to find work and to, you know, just because I missed L.A. and my friends. But mm-hmm. the kids all wanted to stay here because, you know, they, they were in high school by this time, right. and they didn't want, and they didn't want to move around. They wanted to be in high school, so I said, "Okay." So we've been here ever since. It seems like you're still getting a steady amount of of work. Is it just for you commuting to L.A. and such from from where you are, or are oh, you no, actually no. getting I've, to work in Georgia? Or? I've I've got three interviews on on Monday uh, mm-hmm. for three different te- television series. Yeah, this is I'm probably getting more. There's probably more work here than there is in L.A. Hmm. Uh, well, it's because everybody's out here because of all the credit, film credits, you know. Yeah. So uh, all the shows. I mean, I've done. I've done, I don't know how many movies out here, five or six films. I just finished one with Kate Mara. Uh, I did uh, Iron Man 3 out here. I did Endless Love out here. I did uh, Remember the Titans out here. I did uh, uh, two Tyler Perry movies out here. And, then, you know, it's mostly film stuff now. Mm-hmm. But well, now there's Kate a lot of Mara. T- oh, she's Oh, she was a lot. She was yeah. awesome. She, she was on she, House of was, Cards and American Horror Story, and she's a real talent, yeah, she, so. I saw she, the picture she, you put up with her. So yeah, she's cool. very sweet too, and very good actress. Yeah. I mean, really, very good, very, very focused. And then uh, there's a lot of TV out here now because now I'm reading for you know, some. I don't know, I did a bunch of weird television shows. I did a couple of them here. So, but I miss I miss my friends and I miss LA a lot. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Anything coming up for you? Any films coming up soon that you can tell us about or? Uh, n- nothing that I've already done. Um, everything is out that I've done. Uh-huh. And, uh, so now I'm just working on new stuff. So again, I've got, I'm reading a lot. I'm looking down at three long, long scenes for three different shows that I have to tape on Monday. So, uh, I'm going to do that and then see what cool. happens. You know, hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll, I'll pick up something and get the juices flowing again. So I just want to ask you uh, two actor actorish questions because I always sure. love to find this out from my guests. Um, was there a particular actor who was an influence for you that uh, caused you to want to get into the business, or some sort of artist that said, "Hey," that made you say, "Hey, this is what I want to do"? When I was a kid, you mean? Yeah, or any time. Uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. There was. Uh, there was actually a bunch of them. Um, well, one. Was uh, believe it or not, it was a uh, a guy named Hopalon Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he's actually a relative of mine. He was my my mother's great uh, great uncle. Oh. His name is William William Boyd. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And as a kid, of course, I was you know very very proud and boasted a lot about how my uncle was happy. And so that was one. You know, that was just you know, wow, I want to be like him, sort of stuff. And then Burt Reynolds, not Burt Reynolds, uh, Burt Lancaster mm. did a film called Pir- uh, The Crimson Pirate. 
And I looked at that movie. I must have seen it five times. And I thought, my God, that's what I want to do. I want to be like him. I want to be like Burt Lancaster, you know. And so that was another one. And then after that, a bunch of, you know, as I grew older, you know, and more wise, I liked Richard Boone a lot. Uh, I thought he was an interesting actor, uh, very, you know, steadfast and straightforward. And then, of course, I fell in love with Marlon Brando. I thought he was, you know, absolutely insane. I love Paul Newman. And nowadays, you know, and then, of course, when I was, uh, you know, in my formative years, there was De Niro. It's funny because um, I tested for the role in Godfather um, a couple of times. and uh, But I think it was the Al Pacino role that they were testing me for. And mm-hmm. uh, I did that in Hollywood, but, I, I, you know, I obviously, obviously I didn't get it. Or else, you know, we'd have a different conversation right now. But uh, so I tested for that, um, and I was, but I was just starting out. I just graduated from college. I think I was like 21 when I did that. And then I worked behind the scenes for a production company called Landers and Roberts, where I learned a lot about uh, a film and, and music business. I was kind of, kind of like an intern. The, the Hal Landers was a personal friend of mine. And so I was his assistant, and we went all over town. And we produced a couple of movies together. We produced a Bank Shot together, and well, well, he he produced it, and, you know, and I was around helping him do that. And it was actually, I found uh, a couple of films that he told me to read because uh, he owned a bunch of films that you know, were sitting on a shelf. He said, "Read these ten scripts and tell me if any of them are good." So I put, you know, I read them one night. And I put eight aside and took two out. And the first one I said, I said these two are, are worth, you know, going after. And one was called Death Wish, which turned into, you know, four films. He produced that one. And then the second one was called Bound for Glory, which is the Woody Guthrie story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, so I had that aspect of my life as well. I think if I hadn't been an actor, I would have been a producer. Oh. Uh, producer, producer, director kind of guy. Uh-huh. What advice would you give to someone who wants to become an actor? Work as much as you can and never give up. So be sure to tune in on Wednesday, June 8th, to see Andrew back on Days of Our Lives as Larry Welch. Please like my Facebook page at Outtakes and Blog Talk Radio and follow me on Twitter at Laurie's Outtakes. Until next time. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.